Hi, welcome to episode four of the Ski Instructor Podcast. My name's Dave Burrows. I'm the director and owner of Snow Pro Ski School, based here in the Port de Soleil in Switzerland. Uh, it's a beautiful snowy day today, um, and as is uh, sometimes unfortunately the case, I'm snowed under with admin, and uh, and uh, I have to ignore the odd powder day. But I bring you um, today. I uh, just got a bit of time to edit the um, the next instalment of uh, of my podcast series, which is with Warren Smith, um, Warren Smith of the Warren Smith Ski Academy, based in Verbier. Some of you may have heard of Warren, and and, and for me personally, this was uh, this is quite a a nice squaring of a circle um, in that I learned to ski with these guys. My my initial formation. Um, in skiing was with uh, with the the Warren Smith guys in uh, in Sasfe on a on a summer gap course many many years ago and uh, and it was really really cool to go back and and speak to uh, speak to Warren um, we have a few things in common as well which you'll you'll hear um, you'll hear in the podcast when we uh, when we talk about it um, in this first half we talk about the uh, the early days of his skiing and uh, and how he he got into the industry um, we touch upon uh, something that's quite I found quite interesting this season, um, which is how uh, two-wheeled uh, activities relate to skiing. Um, and then we go on to talk about the uh, the philosophy of the Warren Smith Ski Academy. So um, I hope you enjoy it. And uh, without further ado, uh, here we go. All right, welcome to the Ski Instructor Podcast, Warren Smith. Good to be here. <laughs> well, we'll see about that. Um, so uh, here I am in your beautiful place here in Verbier. Snowy day, bit of a wild day today. Um, Crazy day. Never. I mean, I don't think I've hardly ever seen winds that high. That's a. That's a very one-off. It's know, really strange. Maybe once it? before, but that that was yeah. insane. I was driving back from Chatel, and I've never been. I've never seen the wind yeah. completely obscure the vision on the road before. It's really yeah, odd. Yeah. Day. Really strange. All right. Um, well, we have something in common. Yeah. We'll start with this, right? First thought bubble. Hertfordshire yeah. boy. Yeah. Put here. Um, we both learned how to ski on the same ski slope, right? Hemel. Hemel Massive. The Himalayas, mate. The Himalayas. <laughs> <laughs> Hemel's got, I, I think, I've always thought, because of that hub of the, of the ski centre, now the snow centre, it's, it's always had like a massive ski in front of that area. And, yeah. And, and especially the great job they've done at, at the snow centre, you know, Pete and, and all the crew there, they've, um, they've built that place into a, it's like an institution. You know, yeah. It really is. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I, I distinctly remember learning how, so I went on a school trip. This is how I learned school yeah. trip uh, to Austria. Yeah, yeah. And we did some lessons before. And I learned, I distinctly remember doing my first snowplow turns on that, that yeah. beginner slope Me on too. the right. No, absolutely the same story. Um, who else Who else came out of there? I was speaking to a guy called Tom Wilkes who works in the Port de Soleil well, today. He learned to ski there too. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, the, the people, there, there's been a few, you know, good ski races that have come out of there. Um, uh, you know, obviously Pete Pete Silver Gillespie that, that you know he's done a huge amount of work in the sport in in the industry mm. uh, and I think certainly from a, a Bayesian and and, and and more so IAZ point of view been yeah. doing great international relations for ski instruction but I, I don't know that yeah it's, it's just it's grown something out of it and I, I get nostalgic even going back there sometimes to the snow mm. centre you know remembering what what it was like in the old days but um, it's funny when you when you go to that place the snow centre it's really really busy. But, but yeah. I don't think people realise it's like it's not just really really busy because the, uh, the the obvious way that like all the other snow indoor snow centres would get people to come and ski there it's got a huge following that's been built up over that sort of thirty year period yeah um, and I, uh, I I yeah I think it's partly to do with great marketing but I think a lot of it's to do with also um, just just a great spirit of the, of the sport you know that they mm. they've really um, embraced that and, and I think people feel that when they go there so there's there's tons of it I mean I still go there and see people like you know the people at the, on the dry slope days they're still there they've still got their, their ski coaching uniform on they're still yeah. with their group of people it's just brilliant love it it builds a culture doesn't it it does yeah it really does I noticed um, I noticed a position going around uh, on social media but they were going to shut well in dry ski slope oh that's uh, apparently yeah. oh we used to because um, well, I, I remember I used to go there too you yeah. know once I'd learned how to ski I used yeah, to yeah. go there just every now and then just for, just for a laugh right yeah Sue, Sue Hatch she, she's great um, she, you know they've done a great job over there. They've, I mean, they, again, they've also a bit like um, Harlow as well. Um, you know, they, they all built a, a lot of uh, a lot of good races, but but then they also they gave loads back to the industry. Do you know what I mean? They, mm. they made it um, a place where to get people involved in, in you know integrating the snow sports, which is obviously what we all want. You know, 
And what was what was your journey? So you learned to learn to ski as a young kid there. Yeah. And then how did you? I mean, it's fair to say that you've come a long way since then. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think we both have. And how how did you? How did? What was your progression to get from that? You know, initial turns on dry slope to actually being here in such a part of the furniture in Verbier. Well, I I, I got to thank my mate Pete actually for a lot of it because you know when I was young a young kid you know that we were. You know, we were going out to Austria together with Ali and a few other guys from the Hemel Snow Centre, and um, if it wasn't for that sort of um, that that environment, mm. I may not have chose that direction. You know, and one thing I know is when I went there, I, I loved skiing. You know, whether it was working in the boot room, um, yeah, um, and and looking up and aspiring, you know, looking up to people, thinking, well, yeah, that's what I would like to do. Um, and then I went to Austria, um, and I and I had you know I'd like you know, I'd, I'd went on a school ski trip and I, and, I, and I was local I lived about a hundred meters from the, from the dry slope. Oh right. So when the dry slope was a skateboard park, we were there BMXing as kids, <laughs> and and the I think like one of these classic sort of things, the transfer of balance that you get from learning how to to BMX. Yeah. Uh, you know you see it is kind of like the it was a really good skateboard park. It wasn't like an average one. It was massive, and and it was yeah. no, then they demolished that built the dry ski slope, which you know, I think I think at first. In your little your little gang, you sort of not mm. really like you know what's going on here. They've just changed our our, our, <laughs> yeah. our culture, and then one way or another integrated into it, you know, and and started setting ski bindings there and, and learning to ski, and then the transfer of skills, you know, I guess it's skateboard, snowboard, you know, BMX or road bike and or skiing, you know, really really similar, um, but it's the sort of uh, I think it's just that classic passion behind it, you know. So mm. it was an, it was an adrenaline sport, and it was a good community, and you know. Um, and yeah, and I, I was living in a council house just literally just around the corner from the yeah. dry ski slope. So what for me, I guess, whereas I, I wouldn't have got involved with the sport if it wasn't for that dry ski slope. Yeah, yeah. And even even back in the day, you know, you still saw this, you could still sort of feel sometimes a bit of cliqueiness in the racing sort of community where, you know, I'm not part of that sort of clique. But mm. actually, it wasn't it wasn't like that so much at Hemel. It was a really nice, welcoming environment. And, um, and they had some good, you know, coaches back in the day. Like the Alan Humphreys, and you know, and when you, you sometimes got to see legends like John Shedden and all the other people that were sort of in and out of the place, mm. but just really helpful. And, and and that was my journey. So then I went to Austria, got a qualification there, and uh, used the British system, got got a qualification there, and then, and then kind of spent a lot of time. I think in terms of where we where where we've ended up now, there was a bit of a journey of self discovery, if you know what I mean. So so I'm trying to work out. I think from a, maybe from the Austrian side of things, actually, for being in a classic ski school environment where you're like, you know, there's your group, seeing what always what always was the things that classically weren't really working or went, went, went wrong with skiers or, or however they translated what was being taught to them. Yeah. Just just, just did a lot of, um, just like home homework on that, like R&D work or whatever you call it, but just mm. trying out things. And then eventually um, uh, really integrated into ski instruction I got motivated to get integrated with ski instruction again um, funny enough again through Peter Silver Gillespie as I said you know mentioned him a few times but he you know he was very inspirational and he was doing really great things with uh, with Derek Tay and Shona mm. Tay and, and a few other people to develop and, and, and grow the the AZ system the Irish ski instruction yeah. system yeah, which, yeah. which kind of sounds I know it's always a reaction of people like Jesus Christ the Irish what do you mean Oh, don't but, worry, I'm a member. I'm yeah, fully yeah, paid a yeah, member. Yeah. Don't so, worry, I'm, but, but the, I'm but well the great, on board. Yeah. The great thing is when you see people ski, you know, like great skiers now in the association, like you know, uh, Jamie Keegan and um, and obviously Derek and Shona are great skiers as well. Pete, you know, top level skier, uh, Ali, top level skier, mm. and uh, Jordan from our team, you know, Rob yeah. from our team, so you, Andy Bennett as well. So you see all these people that have come together, and I, and I think what's really refreshing about it is it, it covers all the same international stages and standards and modules as any other system so obviously the Swiss recognise the IAZ one mm. but it seems to come without um, without uh, maybe it's because of the volume you know so it's, it's, it's harsh to say someone's too political because sometimes if you've just got big numbers it's going to go political anyway but mm. it, it really feels like the Irish has got a very very great open mind to the way ski instruction takes place not saying it should be done any certain way but I think they've mm. taken from so many um, associations really positive points and, and just I mean, I remember being at Interski myself with that team in in uh, in two thousand fifteen in Argentina, and it was just positive, humble, positive. Mm. It's just all the things that you'd want to do for all the associations around the world to look at you and say, oh, "What a, what a great bunch of guys!" You know. So, so I think yeah. that that's what I think. Pete's done a great job, and and it made it feel like a place that I was thinking. Actually, do you know what? I wasn't ever really I had my eyes open to it or interested or motivated to get back into it. I was much more driven by 
uh, making sure that our our own sort of academy or school was you know was working right and and we were having a good time doing that. But actually, from that, I went back into it and, and ended up you know trying to get fully qualified. Had to work a bit, you know, just mm. as you would do, but worked on my skiing and um, and now which was great going through that system and learned, you know, and learned a fair bit and, and hopefully improved my skiing a bit. And then um, through the connections and everything else that I know Pete had built or developed uh, and Derek as well, that we, you know, managed to sort of get the Swiss to recognize what we do and because I'm based in Switzerland. It made so much sense to do that. Mm. And then, um, and then, yeah, you know, now we, now we run our Academy here. We do a lot of off piece coaching, um, just done the Swiss refresher through the IAZ conversion yeah. and had the most incredible sort of, uh, reciprocal, you know, good feeling. You know, my French isn't great by any means, but the guys on, on the refresher were uh, helpful. Um, you know, rather than like making it more difficult, they were trying to give me a helping hand, and I just I thought that was yeah. lovely. You know, we so. talked about this just before we turned the, the mic on, and, and that was that's been exactly my experience of the Swiss. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. You know, everyone's positive. It's all set up for you to yeah to 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 pass compared to previous experiences of being going through exams and stuff in yeah. the British system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I feel like it's sometimes it's a bit of a negative environment. You know, yeah. it's it's like putting people against people. It's a bit, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- th- there isn't any of that. It's a, it's a real fraternity uh, feeling that yeah. they've got going on. It's, it's interesting because the it, Swiss side. Well, what, what you just said there is interesting to me. So what it felt like to me was. Whereas I'd walk into environments in the past where it's like, there's a, is there a commercial conflict here? I can't work that out. Is it, yeah, you know, what it might yeah. be with this with this Swiss system, they just they didn't feel like any of that, and, and it felt very very relaxed, very welcoming. But the the great thing was obviously because it was that environment. It's like the classic thing having a good school teacher back in school. The, the yeah. lessons you really excelled you along. Right? The ones that the teacher was great and motivated yeah. you and the rest of it. So so this, I think the Swiss system's great. Um, I think the people in it are great. I think the the locally here in Verbier. Um, I mean, there was a girl in my refresher for the for the uh, the level four refresher or the brevet f- mm. refresher. You know, was on the class and she said, "Oh, you know, I'll come. I'll, I'll give you French lessons during this season." You know, she worked for Coldeski Swiss. Just just things like that. Really nice, you know, chit chat. There's Philippe I hadn't caught up with from Fantastique, another Verbier mm. school. Mm. Wanted to talk about sort of things about promoting um, this particular all the schools here, you know, to the UK market. Yeah. So yeah, that that was that was the journey I think I've taken, and and it's been been a journey where sort of left the ski instruction world for a little bit um, yeah. although we've been working actively doing ski instruction but come back into it really for a really positive association non-political um, and now sort of seeing that you know it's opened my eyes to it and and then now working with this the, the, inside the Swiss system as well and it, yeah, yeah it's great and hopefully because of that journey our clients are benefiting a bit more because um, you know with the Brevent Federal like yourself, mm. the qualification you can obviously go off piece, so you can make it a bit more interesting. With well, yeah, there is that. They're quite um, for those those listeners that don't know. There's quite strict rules here in Switzerland. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, you don't have this. Hopefully, we're picking up listeners and stuff in in the US and yeah. and, and and I guess Canada, but you don't. They you know their inbounds is fair game for them. Yeah, but here in Switzerland there are. There are very, very specific rules. You've probably seen the same, yeah, yeah. you know, spreadsheets that I have, where yeah. you can't go above a certain altitude yeah. um, with your clients off piste unless you have a certain qualification. It's, yeah. it's actually quite complex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gradient, um, gradient of um, yeah. access and height, and, right. and then gradient of descent. And it, and it all comes down to a conflict, I think, between. You know, we just said they're a big fraternity, but but yeah. it's to do with the the, the Swiss ski instructors versus the mountain guides in Absolutely, essence yeah. and the mountain guides think that the, you know one's treading on the other yeah the other's territory which is is kind of fair but you know and and so they seem to seem to have some sort of framework yeah um, yeah yeah i, I mean I, it's, a, it's an interesting one, a debate to open up i i have seen things over the years mm-hmm. not with the coldest ski verbier but i've seen things with other schools where um the, you know the, the boundaries have been pushed which would obviously make the, the mountain guide challenge and say you know come on yeah, play game, yeah, yeah. play fair game here. But I, I think I think it's settling down really well. I think that the the guys in Valet, um, uh, have done a really good job at, at trying to trying to keep everyone happy. You know what I mean? Like yeah, to keep the guides happy and the ski instructors happy. So, well, that um, seems to be the Swiss way, isn't it? It's to find yeah, a nice compromise. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. No one really fights with each other too much here. Totally. It's kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Find done properly. I'm going to take you back to a little thing you were talking about about BMXing. Yeah, which I've been thinking about this extensively because I'm. I've recently gone back yeah. to riding motorbikes around the summer. Oh, I'd love to do that. That's what I, that's it's, it's brilliant. Uh, I, I heartily recommend it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but what you do get a real... It, it's really interesting because it's it's inclination in um, the most part. Totally. 
And what you do is you get this amazing sensation of going yeah. over the top of the bike. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then sort of using power or whatever to, to but but you can replicate that within oh, skin. Do we use it so? Uh, yeah, yeah. You have nailed. You hit the nail on the head. That that I think that's probably one of the most used analogies I've used over this career. Yeah. Skiing, is, is always talking about you know think of your your hips as your handlebars. You know what I mean? And yeah. then just like making that. Yeah. Um, or your shoulder, whatever it might be, but generally talking about that, yeah, totally. I, I you've, you've, uh, you sparked something because I always hear the motorbike noise of like people on a trial bike right now, just yeah, yeah. And, do it. and also because of the where we live, like we're, we live in like a this yeah. is the place you want a, a bike to go around those right. mountain roads, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, like no, it's cool, and, and that's really helped. It's something I've tried to bring into my skiing is that that sort of toppling effect, yeah, and using that as. A way to set up the edges to go into a new turn. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And this is something then that sort of go comes from what we took from the Swiss system, which is you know you don't always need to. I was talking to my team about it this yeah, morning yeah, yeah, with yeah. our training before we got blown off the hill, and um, you know they were talking about I don't know what's the word angulation, angulation, angulation yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah, angulating yeah, for the yeah. whatever. And I said, well, yeah, but you don't always have to do that. Yeah, yeah you still yeah, get yeah. a ski to turn by incline. Yeah, right, absolutely. And that's that feeling that I'm searching for. Yeah, and if you yeah. need that little bit of extra balance at the end, Absolutely. fine, yeah, drop yeah, it all yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But totally. I, I, th- I thought that was quite um, quite an interesting thing. You said you grew up BMXing. I, was, I wonder. I was skiing today. If that feeling uh, is absolutely, I was, I was skiing certainly today. is off piece. Yeah, and when I made a variety of turns today. This is, just, I guess, if you know, ski instructors are interested in it. I, I, I made some turns where today I had to angulate, but I made also half amount of turns where my whole body was inclining and I was skinning, you know, yeah. rolling over in powder and, and it was effective, it was right. If, it, if I'd have probably angulated in some of those moments, I'd have over, over-egged it. Yes. And, you know, the ski wouldn't have handled it, whatever. But that's an important thing, I think, for instructors to know. I think when they've had at least a, less of a of an education or a self-discovery of it, you know, reading out of manuals and things like that, you can sometimes think that it's always got to be yeah. this way of angulation and it's it's obviously not that you know right, it's what I said to them today you know if you if you only do the same move over and over again yeah, yeah. you're just making shapes yeah absolutely you're not doing what's appropriate yeah, yeah according yeah, yeah, yeah. to according to what's underneath your feet yeah and uh, I don't know it just it just struck me as quite quite relevant yeah no it's especially really, if you've yeah, grown up good, you know on a BMX you have that feeling of going over yes, the top yeah, of yeah, it yeah totally um, yeah totally alright cool so you're going to move on yeah um where should we go next? Here we go. Um, let's go with philosophy. Yeah. Now you said to me just a second ago that that you sort of went a bit through instructor. You know, you got you got your tickets and what all, all yeah, of that yeah. sort of stuff that you need to get. You went down that road, but then you moved away from. Let me say the the regulatory world of yeah, of yeah. you know let's say say Bayesley or being involved in that. Yeah. Because when I we. we what the listener might know is I've gone full circle. So we first met a long time ago. When yeah. I, I was actually one of your gap students yeah, yeah, and I've yeah. kind of gone, gone on and done, done something with the industry. Um, and at that time you were attached to your, your, your training courses were Bayesian courses. Yeah. You've obviously moved away from that because uh, IASIA are now, now running the end of your gap courses. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you, it seems to me, and we can go into that later if you want. Sure. But it seems to me that you've come up almost with well, if I, I know you have, yeah. You've come up with your own philosophy on how to get the skis to turn, yeah. How to ski, what's an effective way to do it? Could you? Do we go over what? what could you? Yeah. What if you're? Fo- we, it says philosophy here yeah, on my if, list, if, right? If so go what's the philosophy of it? I think what we've. Well, I've done it. You know, over the years, you get to see other other associations and how they put the sport across. And you know, there's there's excellence in every country. You know, mm. whether it's British or whether it's you know New Zealand or Canada and Americans, whatever. Interski was really interesting. Interski Congress in in Argentina is really good to see all the nations doing their thing. All at, at the end of the day, all of it works. That, that that's the most important thing for anyone listening who's a who's an up and coming ski instructor. And I'm sure the most experienced would get it. But but everything generally works. Mm. Um, and and the, the the thing we've always done, I think, when we've we've I look at it like um like a, we we've got bolt ons or add ons to to what would be it's like a hybrid of a ski instructor system. So mm. so you know maybe taking some things that we thought were good out of New Zealand or out of Austrian background or British or IAZ and you know all all of that and just trying to have this thing that says it's not a muddled gobbledygook. It's the opposite. It's almost like it's been stripped back. And from our point of view, we, we've refined it in a way that we get um. Uh, people getting very good feedback of it quite quickly but on the, on the side of it we've had bolt-ons of uh, 
bio ski biomechanics that that cross check to make sure the stuff we're doing on the mountain mm. uh people have the right ranges of movement in the body like physiologically can move their leg let's say for example someone wants someone to finish off a ski turn mm. we, we always do an off mountain check to make sure their leg has an inward steering range so they so you know that if someone's hip rotating or whatever in one direction, which is usually the case if someone has a weak turn than the yeah, other, yeah, for sure. We, we 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 have generally gone through our our our, our academy system with um with off snow biomechanics checks, and other than that, that, that that's the main part that's different. It's like we we've just honed in and, and focused on it. Right now, we've just opened up um a wing of our of our ski academy on Harley Street with a company called Isokinetic, which is a primarily it's a a FIFA affiliated sports rehab company. Mm-hmm. But really interestingly, like, you know, this this wasn't sort of a link thing, but um, the guy that set it up was Tomba's uh, rehab coach back in the day. Right. Which got him back into it from an injury. And, and they were actually from Milan. Okay. And then they set up in Turin, which is just around the corner from Verbier. And now they're in on Harley Street in London. But they're a very successful business. And they look after, you know, so um, athletes uh, yeah. rehab, you know, whether it's a West Indies fast bowler or looking after his shoulder or MMA fighters or Team GB athletes are in there for skiing and for all yeah. sorts of levels. But they they they've embraced this this biomechanics thing that we've built around our, our our overall thing. So what used to happen for us is on a Monday Tuesday Monday Thursday people would come on a ski course, and then we'd do a video analysis night. And on this video analysis night we'd check all of their, their their ranges of movement. And most of the time people didn't have the range of movement to do the things that we were asking them to do on the mountain, mm. which is like you know why why so, so you're never going to get that result this week because you you can't move your body that way so yeah. you're gonna if you've only got 20 degrees of inward leg rotation on your outside right leg trying to turn left yeah and your hips coming around there's no point in us saying you know try not to rotate your hip or do this exercise you just haven't got the movement it's funny that because like, i mean see I, I went through this with you and yeah, i think yeah. it was its initial stages when we were doing yes. it back in the day yeah, yeah, yeah. and um you know, I know for a fact that you know, based on well, I can see it myself. But mega bendy ankles, I can do that. And yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll come to that later. I'm sure there's a connection between bendy ankles and ski instructors. Yeah, uh, as yeah, a profession. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I've got a guy on my team, right? Yeah. Is having trouble. What's the word? Um, sorry, listener. I'm, I'm really not cool with like the official words, but it's the rotational separation yeah, where your body like, stays straight and then yeah, the legs yeah, twist yeah. underneath you, right? Do, 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 and, do you know that point you've just made? Yeah. That, that's that exact thing. People's yeah. ability to yeah. Rotate. Well, he can't do it on one side. Yeah. So he's been, you know, for, for years and years, worked on a building site. He's got a, an a block in the back of his lower back on one side. Yeah. And therefore, yeah, th- turns completely differently one side to the other. Can he I, only shows up on a high performance. Sort of short, short-ish radius turn. So, 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 a lot of people have always come up to us and said, you know, you guys, God, your, your courses are busy. You, you, you somehow, mm-hmm. your marketing's there. You, you know, you guys are great marketeers. But actually, what's really interesting was, and, and I've explained this a lot of the time, you only get one chance with someone to try something out. So, if a mm. journalist has written something positive about our course, we get one hour with that journalist. They come on and, and we do something with them. Mm. So, we, we do this a couple of tests with them on the mountain that, that hopefully to them makes a lot of sense of it. But, but what you've just said you've just hit the nail exactly on the head as to what my philosophy behind why a lot of people do or don't get the sport or, or just get stuck at a certain point. And, mm. and it, we, me and Rob Stanford from a team of the last three years have been going around the UK doing these tours and we do these, it's called the Ski Technique Lab, which is the bit that was hidden uh, inside our video analysis nights. Yes. That was the bit that everyone says, well, why are you guys so busy? You must be great marketeers and the rest of it. I said, well, yeah, I mean, you know, we, didn't, we didn't learn how to market, but we know, you know, of course we know how to sort of try and explain the point, but, it was only in the last five years that we've tried to get this this thing that's inside our our video analysis sessions when we're holding people's hips and getting them to rotate their legs inwardly and and then giving them a measurement score. So in our mind, if you want to finish off a ski turn, as you've just said, with your guy, hmm. you'd need to go seventy degrees with your legs inwardly. So you know, left leg going towards the right to finish off the right hand turn, right leg going towards the left. And we did a tour in the UK, and in the last three years, we've got through three and a, just over three and a half thousand people, and it's all logged and all listed. Hmm. And we quantified that out of this 70 degrees that we wanted people to get to, to say, yeah, you can finish off your turn. If you're going down a steep, narrow slope and you want to finish off your turn in your short rads, you don't want your hips following around. And it's not a big turn where you're fully stuck. Yeah. It's following around a little bit. This is corridor skiing. So um, 
we our, on our test the national average over three and a half thousand people was 43 degrees really and, um, yeah we're talking about even people like Lewis Smith who's won a silver medal for Great Britain in, in, a, in a you know and athletes <coughs> and yeah one of you know Linford Christie's schools we've got we've got loads of people that have done this stuff and Linford Christie for example was 70 degrees one way 10 degrees the other no Lewis Smith was 70 degrees one way 40 degrees the other huh. the interesting part Lewis Smith changed his within a week it came back right. 70 70 really easy you know it's obviously just to do a tightness in the hip piriformis but out of those people that the, the 43 degrees was the, was the national average wow. and there was obviously people going from like you know 70 degrees 80 degrees and yoga instructors that were like 90 degrees 90 degrees yeah. but there were people there were tons of regular skiers that were doing three or four weeks a year that were getting 10 15 degrees yeah. that's when it actually becomes almost dangerous to do the sport if you haven't opened that out you're in a tight well it's a common complaint right yeah, I'm in yeah. a tight space I don't like those little shoots yeah yeah well, short, and short, rightly so because you can't turn your skis across the hill yeah, well, this, is the, this is what we like the long game and the short game like in golf that the short game is the most technical part for so many people and moguls steeps narrows and all the rest of it and, the, and, the, and if you ask any recreational skier that's the bit they suffer from or in fear of but what was even more interesting when we, when we took the scores further um, it was 98% of the people out of the 3,500 had a 26 no, 28 degree difference between left and right yeah. And then and then nearly every time I mean I'm saying like, you know, out of a hundred maybe one mm-hmm. person was different, but nearly every time and you ask that person what's your weaker turn direction, they're like, oh actually it matched up with what my tightest side was. Mm-hmm. So so all all we've you know, all, all the philosophy of what we've done or and we've done other tests like you know, we do lateral control for switching on adductors and glutes to try and hopefully help people with the A frame situation and, and we've done, you know, like you were saying, like drop tests to look at flex and mm-hmm. um and then angle you know making uh, angulation tests or whatever but that that for us is really what it is that that's the the philosophy is that and what we've always found is the it's so practical because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not I'm not smart I'm not like a, a an intellectual person but we've had I've, ha- I've had to from my own intelligence level keep it quite layman's otherwise I wouldn't know what the hell I'm talking about you know what I mean so well, this is specifically is what I was saying earlier is I don't like to when I'm on the hill yeah with clients yeah yeah the last thing you want to be talking about is lateral separation or rotational separation yeah. they're just like what yeah, are you talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. you've got to explain it in something that is, yeah, yeah. is is applicable to the common man and they right? can relate to yeah 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 no absolutely you're right the amount of times I've used uh, the bike been on a bike and the handlebars of the bike whether it's you know the, the, your hands doing it the same as they are on ski mm. poles or whether it's your hips whatever you're trying to achieve with the, what they needed at that time you're, yeah absolutely bang on that's the mo- that's probably my most used analogy mm. um, and, and that that's the philosophy and so, so inside the philosophy has come you know the, the, or, or an article or, or, or something that people have written about mm. and behind that what they've written about has caused people to come on the courses but not just that it's actually the, the philosophy behind the, the team I mean we we haven't you know it's work but it's not like going in the office it, the, the team that work with us like you know Rob and George who are full time mm. and like Fee and Steph and a few of the other guys who are practically full time it, it's like a family it's not like a but they've all they've all come together, uh, you know, and, and they've all been in, uh, involved somehow at some point in, in a bit of this or all of this philosophy, you know. Yeah. And and um, and I don't know. We, we've all sort of sang off the same page. It's not really been like there's no one sort of bitching at each other, like you know, this is how to do this. Is <laughs> yeah. no, because because the funny thing is the way the philosophy works is you can have your own style of skiing, yeah, and ski your own way. But as long as this, the, the obvious, the biomechanics, basics, and foundations are in there. There's nothing to argue about. You just, as long as that's in, I my ski's different to Jordan, and Jordan's ski's different to Rob, and Andy Bennett's ski's different to those three. Mm. You know, hopefully, uh, um, everyone's up as an efficient way of skiing. Um, but um, but it's all also according to their biomechanics. Absolutely, right? absolutely, I'm not going to ski like absolutely, you. Absolutely, absolutely. But that what you've just said there is really important. That that's yeah. I don't hear that being said enough actually. But it's it's all down to what their how their body makes their skiing. Some people are naturally better mobile skiers. I think some people are naturally naturally better racers. That's why you know even in like the, you know it's, it's great the way that tests work on ski instructor terms. It really is. Mm. But sometimes to push a, you imagine like trying to, trying to someone's trying to finish off their level four and another you know to work within the Euro group and yeah and and they've got to they've got to get this 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 race result and obviously everyone could go away and train if you've got the money and time. I personally I, I haven't got that kind of time or money, but the, if you've got that time money, fantastic because you you're only going to benefit from being a great racer. But I just feel sorry for people that have got that natural or have come out of a, a mobile competition background mm. and I've almost got to go and relearn something so well, maybe, the, same, maybe. the same applies right I know a load of there's two points to this I, I know a whole bunch of guys 
who are six foot plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're you're a tall guy as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, six foot plus, quite heavy, probably hundred kilos plus. Yeah, yeah. The way that let's say the British Association of Ski Instructors is set yeah, up at the yeah, moment, yeah. is no way in the world they're going to get a level four. Yeah, no, it's going to be because tricky. what they're asking them for. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, no, I get you. I totally get you. you. Know, so, um, yeah, that, that's where it's a shame, especially if you've got like a fantastic like coach that can offer so yeah. much back to people for, yeah, yeah. for that. But yeah, I've, it's always been a thing in my mind. I've always wondered why, if you're going to do a, if you're going to look at the skill, you know, and if you're looking at that end of the spectrum of GS racing, yeah. right at the same time, there should be a zip line just over there, like 40 metres across the other side. So right, yeah. done, done your GS race, can now, you now into the zip, let's yeah. go see you do that. That to me would be a fair race test to so you know make sure you can you can you you can race at both ends of the spectrum yeah just, uh, you know. yeah that's true well, there's no bigger comparison i mean you look at um one of the greatest ones i think we see at the moment on the on the world cup right yeah. is, is you've got um marcel hersher yeah. short squat guy five foot eight yeah yeah you know uh carries a lot of his weight low down in his hips yeah skis quite two-footed yeah, i'd yeah, say yeah, probably yeah. if yeah. you look at him and then you've got you know his biggest rival um, Christofferson yeah six foot two yeah skinny as yeah yeah, yeah. it has to make completely different shapes so totally. they finish within yeah yeah oh yeah split, you know, split splits split. of each other yeah and uh, I think that's one of the most fascinating things that those two can can achieve almost similar times yeah you know with completely different yeah, yeah. physiology that's a, that's a really good point so, yeah, I mean crazy. what you just said there kind of encompasses. Yeah, about how uh, yeah how skiers should be judged, maybe. No, that's true. I, I see your guys on the mountain. I know you work a lot on on you know you, they they you sort of run a weekly we do program a, almost yeah five day program yeah yeah and you do a lot of this kind of initial slow speed braccage work yeah she'll be pleased to know I'm I'm still excellent at it. <laughs> but uh, they, they but, it. but 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 um, and 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 no doubt. I mean, that really shows up left left right side differences, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and the ability to rotate your ski across your body and use your legs to yeah. to turn in the hip socket. Yeah. Um, how do you, from a ski instructor, from a team perspective? Yeah. Presumably, your guys are out there doing that week on week on. They're doing that. I mean, they, they certainly do I mean, that. Do the they first not morning? Does it not get? Yeah, they get say monotonous. They, 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 get, they get that in the first morning, but then it's made up that, like, for example. Um, you know, there's there's mogul groups which are different. Right. Uh, there's super groups which are becoming a, you know, pr- almost sort of half of what we do. Um, there's there's six max groups which are much more smaller. People have usually also been on courses before, and then there's you know dynamic ways in which um, you know people are learning how to teach it, how to coach it, and 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 if they're working on pivoting and and, and trying to learn how to pivot, it's it's sometimes standing next to a mogul field, be like, well, well, let's count the distance these bumps are apart. I mean, can you turn within that? Like yeah, meterage. Um, so that to so the rotation or the if you've got a weekly week in week out different groups of people, the guys, in theory, where they should get bored of doing monotonous monotonous exercises in terms of the coaches. Yeah, um, I think because they see the results and, and they see like oh Jesus wow that 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 person got it they changed they you know and they made quite a big change within half an hour an hour they also get the feedback from the client that makes them quite motivated that they know that if they've got that and that gets them to there and they can make a change or, or, or mm. something that that's a real uh, a real visual but also um, a feeling so they can feel more confident on steeps more confident on in tighter situations mm. they get positive feedback so they can almost head in a direction uh, of doing something that they know is going to get them their clients confidence okay so it's not it's not like a um, how would you say like a cookie cutter you know this is what we have to do yeah. Your weekly program isn't that. There's 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 freedom within that. Yeah. So so on that first day. So on the in in terms of how you'd work it, you'd usually work on the low speed or getting back to we call it. I guess getting back to foundation, getting back to yeah. basics. Just because, especially when people haven't tried the course out before, they usually need work on their foundation anyway. Or they've, sure, yeah. you know, the classic thing for us is, and and, and I'm not, I'm sure a lot of instructors would agree that a recreational skier, you know, would usually come onto that classic ski school week. They just want to get parallel as quick as possible yeah, in the week. Yeah, yeah. So they throw it all around. They never learn, learn independent leg action or, or learn to leg extend, leg flex, whatever, and or rotate and, and all the rest of it. So they're missing so many ingredients. So they come to us and say, oh, yeah, I'm a great skier. I can ski off piece and the rest of it. So what your weaknesses are, if you watch them ski on piece compared to moguls, steeps or powder, that's usually it shows that they haven't got a foundation. So yeah. so the, the the work on the low speed stuff is usually done within day one or two. And, you know, we used to call it braccage. Sometimes we call it pivoting. Sometimes it's on the move slightly. So you're, mm. you're trickling down the hill at low speed or a zero speed turn. 
sometimes you don't even jump turns. So the dynamic side of, of looking at that is you can, is, I can take a group of people say, right, we're going to do some pivoting, but we might do it in jump turns in a in a steep environment that makes it very practical. Yeah. We, we might practice beforehand before going there to make sure they can ski it. Um, so, 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 but it also usually leads on because on day one or two, they're being videoed also for their, their medium radius turns carving on piste or, you know, medium radius turns in, in powder or whatever. So, so there's a, there's a variety. It leads to a variety. Mm. And I suppose that then your instructors are then to a certain extent you're led by the client then, aren't you? Yeah, so you sort yeah, of, yeah. You know, the client sit, you know, shows you something and you think, okay, cool. I'll go down that road with yeah. those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. No, I often do the same thing. So I'll often one of the the first things I'll have a look at someone skiing, but then I'll actually take them back to the beginner slopes. Yeah. Say, yeah, right, yeah. cool. Can you do this in a snowplug? Can yeah, you do yeah, this? absolutely. You know, can you? It shows up everything. Yeah. When you When you take all the speed away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I, I totally agree. I think, I think the idea that I mean, I'm sure instructors will, will you know, you, you obviously work with centrifugal centripetal force, and it's a bit like going up to the traffic lights on your bike, clipped in. You're like, yeah, do I unclip? Yeah. Like, how good am I at balancing? But yeah, all, all this low speed stuff. It actually, yeah, you know, with an instructor trying to get someone to to move their body, move their hips more progressively across to sort of stay in balance and an edge and angle and distribute yeah. pressure progressively around the turn. People don't do it. They, they lob their hips in, like yeah. one left, you know, very sudden movement. But when they can learn to do it without the centrifugal, centripetal force, they've got to do it so progressively, so not delicately, yeah, delicately maybe is the right word to use. But they've, they uh, they have to learn it. They haven't got a choice at that speed, otherwise they're just going to tipple over and fall on their side, you know, so. Mm. Um, so yeah, it seems to work for us anyway from that. Oh, that's cool. All right. Um, I mean, yeah. Okay. That, that. I mean, that's that's terrific. So, what I'm gonna do now is I'm gonna go to my next next next. Well, no. In fact, I've got another question for you. Yeah. To do with your instructors. Yeah. Because you guys work a lot. Yeah, busy from year yes. round. Yeah. I, year you round, know, yeah. I often I'll often wander up. You know, to set. Uh, I don't know. Uh, where am I? Chavinia yeah. sometimes in the yeah, summer, yeah, yeah. and I'll see. You know, who should I run across in the lift? It's yeah, Jordan yeah. and Rob always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you absolutely. know, and. Um, but those guys are on the mountain nine months a year? Yeah, well, 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 our program annually is beginning of November, uh, Chivinia, Zermatt. So, yeah. you know, Chivinia because it's cheaper than Zermatt and, and we love it there anyway. It's um, nice over there. It's lovely, yeah. Such a good, uh, such a relaxed environment. Food's but better in it. Food be- food's better, cheaper, south-facing, why not? You, you <laughs> Zermatt's four times the price. Has got McDonald's, which I, which I potentially would go to Zermatt <laughs> for, but... Uh, but but uh, you know, and a kebab shop. and a kebab mate kebabs and McDonald's that's what that's what it's all about cravings from the UK yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, so 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 is good we've got the hotel Mon Rev there which is lovely you know it's family guys it's yeah. like a little family chalet hotel and the lift access is actually really quick plus this coming summer it's going to be that well we got the new lift access to get straight across to Zermatt. yeah that's going to be really right. good but the, the the thing for us it starts in November it goes through till sort of first week in December. And that month is crazy. So we, we, I think for most of that November month, we're getting equivalent of January, February snow in Verbier. Yeah. And, yeah. and it, it really is good. Then we go to Verbier. Verbier's full on. Um, we're busy in the quiet periods as well. So it's not like it's just sort of, hot, you know, the high season. So we, we go through that. We get uh, a January, in January, we go to Japan, take, take a half the team across there and, and a mm. big client group across there. Then we, uh, in March, we go to, to a heli ski camp uh, with, with CMH, which is great. That works really well. Um, and then, uh, and then we come back here. We're we're, we're here until mid April. Then we go back to Chivinia to again take advantage of that height, yeah, uh, and the snow. And then then we're in the UK in May and a bit of June doing the indoor snow dome courses. And I mean we've, we've been doing them, you know, nearly twenty years actually indoor snow dome. Yeah, Tamworth, you know, going yeah. back in the day. That that I think that'll always run. That'll always work. That stuff. Uh, and then we have June. Generally have June as off month for like quiet downtime. But then at the beginning of July we're back up on Chivinia. So we've got the nine weeks of instructor training yeah. and, then, and then also five day courses. So people, especially the, I mean, the snow, because we do video blogs every week and, you know, I know you guys do that. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. You can just see what the snow's like. It's such it's, a good it, Often it's brilliant up there, isn't it? Yeah. And then, and then October, we're in the UK again for, as so we finish there in September, October, we go back to UK and we do uh, the indoor snow dome courses. We do the ski technique lab lectures. So we go around a lot of different ski shops around the UK and then we do the ski show. Mm. Um and then, then we're straight back out to Chivinia again. And, and it is, it's, it's full on, it's a busy it year. How do you, on my paper for my Swiss Brevet was on fatigue in ski instructors. Yeah, yeah, good point. Bloody hell, yeah. Uh, we're, what, we're now sitting in almost mid-March. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we've all been at it for, for yeah. a while now. Yeah. And 
you know, certain things are starting to hurt. Things, yeah. you know, struggling to walk up the stairs in the morning yeah. now to the car. I'm like, yeah. you know, really, really struggling. Um, how 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 do you go about managing your team's kind of fatigue levels yeah. over, the, over the year or you just kind of leave it to them to work yeah, they, out? We leave it to them, but the, the reality of it is because the, the academy is always, like we have a, um, a ski fitness side to the academy that's, if you go on the website, you'll see, you know, guys like um, Rangan Chatterjee here, he's mm. sort of, you know, he's always advised us on, on health and nutrition, you know. Um, we've always worked with uh, surgeons, uh, osteopaths, chiropractors. A lot of the team get use of a chiropractor in, in the UK, uh, Patty Chiropractic, which mm. has always been, you know, benefit to some of them. Um, we have quite close tie-ins with some very good boot fitters. You know, we, work, we obviously work directly with Dal Bello and Marker and Vocal. Um, hopefully the guys learn and get educated on that. I, th- I think, they also get motivated when they have a bit of a break in terms of traveling to Japan. That's a bit of a refresher, mm. or something to liven up, you know. And, and they also go and do the heli ski trip as well. Um, the, the, you know, the, the, everyone usually gets two days off a week. You know, it's a five day working week and two uh, days right. off. Right. So, okay. Yeah. If you think they shouldn't, let me know because then we no, <laughs> no. Well, that's that was kind of more my point. We've just come out of a period with my guys. Seven is it for long? Seven days. We've had three or four consecutive group collective yeah. weeks with some groups that have come yeah, to us yeah, from yeah. abroad and then on their on what normally would be their days off yeah I've chucked in some private lessons because they're just in so much demand yeah yeah and then I've become that guy that I didn't particularly want to be yeah, where yeah. I'm kind of look guys I need you just to work a month solid yeah and yeah, everyone's yeah. exhausted yeah and I haven't really got that right but but, but your courses run Monday to Monday yeah, Friday Sunday, Sunday to Friday with a okay. Wednesday and Saturday off okay so, so the I mean, the boys, having two days, I mean, I, you know, God, geez, I remember back in the day, like, you know, working shifts would be long working shifts. It's not a bad gig. It's, it's 10 till 3, 30, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, Jordan and Rob are doing like big hours, you know, Jordan's running the booking system as well and, and, and dealing with a lot of admins. So he's probably doing two jobs, you know, mm, and, mm. and Rob the same, he's doing a lot of social media and, and everything that goes with that. Um, you know, there's always the social aspect as well when you're hanging out with, yeah. with your clients and things like that. But it's I think more of those days off snow though, isn't it? Like two days out off of is, boots. Yeah, if you get it's, two days out of boots, you should, in theory, if you had your boots fitted well, you should be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, that's that's something to bear in mind. And I'm not practicing what I preached. Yeah, yeah. In that paper, yeah. that I wrote, you know. Yeah. So I need to, I need to. That's something I need to get much better at next yeah. year. But I don't know. I'm I'm going down that road where I just can't. Uh, when the booking comes in, I just can't say no. Yeah. I'm plus, like, oh, you know, like, and plus, plus also, someone will do it. And you, it's, you, it's tricky. You know you've got a good team and they're professional. You, you, you're obliged. You want, you want to give that holiday maker or whatever they yeah. are, you know, you want to give them a good yeah. experience, you know. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And the team wants work and they can't, you know, unless they're actively saying to me, don't, you, no, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I give them the option to book their own time out in the diary. So it's yeah, kind yeah. of, you know, if you're not available, you're not available, but yeah, 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 yeah it's sense. tricky. All right, cool. Um, I want to come to so that's that covered off I want to come to something else which I know we sort of covered it a minute ago yeah yeah. but it's it. well the title of it is Warren Smith as marketing genius <laughs> yeah. now you're kind of everywhere you know everyone anyone I can think of I can explain you, you seem to is. know yeah I, I know it comes a bit with the products yeah so you, you you've got an amazing um, product. I think I guess the brand has come with that. Yeah, yeah. But there's something about you too that has that has that has you know well, has, that, has dragged all of this along. I think. I think if you weren't a ski yeah, instructor, yeah, you'd be in the marketing game probably. Back in the day, I mean, what, what the, the the reason you know that people say that you, you market your brand well, but we we've always run it on a a basis where the academy um, hasn't been a. a, a kind of a typical bit like yourself it hasn't been a typical ski school it's always had a different element to it so you've had to choose like one, two, three, four, five but that one's got something different it's called mm. something different why is it called something different well you know it's it's not a typical ski school you walk in walk out we don't have an office on the street here in Verbier. Yeah. you know maybe Ski Service is obviously our base here and people can use that but we don't and, and they never have done people have always booked four to six months in advance as well so, so our, our system is different, and it's it's sometimes been the thing in the last twenty years that people have like actually that's something different. I want to I want to have a look at why that is. I write for the Telegraph, and I've written for the Telegraph for quite a while. Mm. And as their ski technique expert, because they're the biggest online, mm. we get a lot of coverage from it. Yeah. Um, before that, you know, we've always made lots of uh, 
online so in my mind I always thought that online content was the way forward anyway so that that for me to make content that we used to make DVDs um, back in the day the DVDs sold well in Snow and Rock and then Springham and yeah. those sort of places and then it changed obviously people didn't buy physical DVDs anymore so it was like online content then the content just gets ripped off and gets chucked everywhere yeah. which you know I was probably quite disgruntled about that in the first day <laughs> but actually like that that's great and, and even in like China is a classic example you know someone even ripped off the book in China like the ghost ski book right but then I was asked by you know it's, it's, it, what it is it's a snowball effect so I, I'm not particularly I wouldn't call myself a great marketeer but back in the day you know I've, I've skied on the vocal international free ski team since 2002 so you know a, a friend Jamie Strachan from Chamonix sort of introduced me to the guys there and you know and I've always had a good support from vocal um, and I'm not the best skier in the world you know don't get me wrong I'm probably the, the, the worst skier on that team but the uh it's always enabled me to go places, do things, get PR from something else, go and skier, 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 get a heli drop on Trion, make a poster yeah. for vocal. The poster comes out for vocal, yeah. you know, um, and, you know, hang on by the seat of my pants. I can just about get away with doing, doing a, a shot like that. But then the shot gets translated into people's, you know, viewing capability. We're now making videos for vocal, um, reviewing the, the, the products. So like making the Deacon 76 video up in Chavinia this summer. That video has now been pushed across the internet by Vocal. So, so there's side that there's, there's Warren, you know, Smith, the the free skier, mm. or trying to be, but, but you know, Warren Smith, the free skier, um, you know, <coughs> skiing for those guys, doing that, and, and been into off piece skiing, obviously, and free ride skiing. That in itself has been a, an interesting one because some people have come on the academy because they've seen seen this as a free skier. So they've not seen this as the ski instructor, they've seen this as the ski athlete um, on on that vocal side, but they've they've wanted to, to ski with us for that reason. Um, some people have seen this because the ski instructor Warren that writes for the Telegraph. Mm. Okay, I'm going to book on one of his courses. His brand happens to be you know Warren's Ski Academy as the school. Um, the the methodology behind that as well that that's come to light. The ski technique lab's been another thing that's helped us market what the brand is. We dragged it out of our video analysis nights, packaged it, put it together as that. So that in theory is going to be our next level of sort of expansion or development. Um, we've done things like uh, back in the day went to Japan maybe before some other people were doing it I don't know mm. but but because we did it uh, we got double page spread uh, in February 2008 uh, in the Financial Times weekend you know a couple of million people read it saw mm. it and it's like Mr Smith goes to Ferrano um, the real story was I went in Ferrano skied off piece and got arrested by the <laughs> by the local guys there like it wasn't open in Ferrano like we, we were a bit early for this at the moment so now we go to Ferrano all the gates are open and it's complete off piece heaven you know but yeah. But there's been incidents like that. So I, I wouldn't call myself a marketing genius. I'd call myself a bit of an idiot at certain occasions taking too much of a risk and ended up getting a story because of it. Mm. Um, but online content videos, 100%, um, you know, they've been the thing that, um, that that most people have brought into, watched the video, booked on a course. You know, mm. the vocal thing, vocal have been a great family for us to sort of be involved with. And, you know, we're working even closer with them in the coming years. But those guys have really supported us um, and they've given us a lot of PR the Telegraph, you know, you couldn't. I don't think you can get better PR from those guys. Um, and 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 also, we we've just followed our. Um, we, sometimes we're not meant to try to like really bang out and market a story. We've just followed a little bit of what our what our I guess is what's organically grown within the Academy product. And even the Academy product's not really the Academy product. It's just it's just good like you guys do. It's just good, mm. obvious skiing with a bit of biomechanics added on either side. It's not it's not rocket science. And as I said, I'm not. I'm probably I'm not intellect I'm probably intellectually intellectually challenged which is probably why it can't be something like a, some sort of marketing genius so and also on, on the flip side of that we, we, we were the academy is lucky enough to have bumped into along the way and, and actually quite a lot of time people that have come for our gap year course over the years but you know Jordan I have to say you know we, we wouldn't be running this business as we do if it wasn't for the team mm. so as much as it's like I'm I'm a marketing genius I'm, I'm really not it's just everyone's chipped in and worked together you know, Rob's worked relentlessly on, on social media, uh, doing the Facebook posts. And we've always had this thing, we're on a thousand Facebook followers. We've never brought into organic market, um, sorry, we've never brought into paid for boosts of, of marketing. Yeah. We're, for us, it has to be organic. So if people are going to come and find us, we, we'll try and expand the way they might see us. But um, but but it, it, nothing's really changed in that sense. We've just, you know, now Rob's working, working great on the team in terms of that. He's probably doing more. In fact, if you want to say, you know, you guys, you're a great marketeer. You probably turn around to Rob Stanford and say, "Actually, Rob, you've done great. You're a great marketeer." And mm. same with you know, George's making all of our lives better with more efficient booking system. 
actually that's one of the reasons we're busy you know it's also because people like and enjoy the experience on that so uh, but we, we'll always still do that so, so I'll still write for the Telegraph until they kick me out if, if you know what I mean mm. I'll always be doing the ski technique for them and it's the same with Vocal I always, every year I'm like are you, are you sure you want to keep us on this, this mm. team but they do and, and, and you know and I and I, like I say, I have on and off days getting to the age I'm at and I've had a lot of injuries and I was out, you know, last year with an injury that almost ended my sort of skiing days. But I had a ski last Tuesday and I was like, geez, I don't think I could ski any better than that. And then I have an off day because the back yeah. the next day and like, okay, that was a bit, that was a bit average. But, but sometimes it all works and it feels great, you know, so, so. It's nice that, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I mean, you get the odd day, I've yeah. had that two or three times this season where I just thought, yeah, you know, you're sort of skiing around you like, oh, yeah, I really love yeah, it. Yeah, 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 love absolutely. It. So, no, and, and you rediscover why you love it. Yeah, as yeah, opposed yeah. to kind of being, because when you when you get to be like the boss of the ski school, I guess there's so much other stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, of course, it's yeah. You well, lose that yeah, yeah. that moment, yeah, moment yeah. of pleasure. No, that, that that I mean that sums up the. You know, we're not great marketeers, but we've just we've stuck a, 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 our thing organically, and it has grown. Um, and, we, and also, to be honest, with you, a lot of it can be also luck, in the right place, at the right time, meeting the right person. There is that. Else. Yeah. yeah. With um, with that, I wonder. I'm I'm really I'm really interested at the moment in this phenomenon. Yeah. Of success attracts more success. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it here, yeah. there, and everywhere. I saw it with my father. I saw it, seen it. Yeah. In, in various places, and you know, you you start off, you do something right, you build a really really good product yeah. here. Um you know and it, and it and it does snowball yeah that is a, it's a genuine phenomenon you see it everywhere in the world yeah 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 and i guess if you stick at it for so long how long have you been here like 20 years well, it's maybe 25 years 25 so years i mean if you, yeah. you stick at anything and do it well enough for 25 years i guess yeah it's gonna might, might just be pure ignorant persistence you just, <laughs> you just, <laughs> you're successful yeah actually do you know what i'm exhausted i just, I've just been banging around yeah here. Got i just great. hung around the longest yeah well, something was going to happen at some point yeah. uh cool Oren was uh, under a bit of time pressure uh, to get to another meeting and, and I managed to somehow lose a bit of the audio. So um, uh, you'll now hear the uh, the last question that I asked him, which was to do with how he deals with um, the competition uh, in the in Verbier, uh, where he operates. There's something getting on. There must be getting on for about 20 ski schools there uh, by now. And, uh, and then finally, we went on to talk about um, the... Uh, charities and uh, other businesses that he works with uh, that, that he likes to support. Um, I've got some cool podcasts coming up for you. Um, hoping to get, um, hoping to meet with um, Derek Tate next week, who is the head of the Irish Association of Ski Instructors, and we'll get his feedback uh, from um, straight after, more or less. He just got back from Interski um in uh, in bulgaria um so i'm very much looking forward to that one and then i've got a couple of really exciting ones uh, lined up after that too um so enjoy the rest of the interview and uh, i'll catch you on the next one It's going to happen in life, and, and I think that's just—I think that's where all of us, at some point, you know, you, you're you're younger, you're more naive. The older you get, the less your ego's in that in that position where you're sort of your ego's charging ahead, and, and you know, <laughs> a lot of that is probably just down to simple simple ego areas where people. I'm sure the same people nowadays, you know, we'd all have different ways of responding, reacting. I'm desperately trying to be more. Um, I would say political, but definitely. Not so hot headed, hot headed oh, as no. I'm as I'm getting older because it just doesn't work up absolutely. here in the mountains, does it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you can't just go running around like yeah. you know, chasing after the first person that pisses you off. So it just doesn't work like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You've oh, got God, to play the long game, I yeah. think. In over some over the things. years, I've been, yeah, Christ, a ginger headed sort of fiery guy, half Irish, and you know, <laughs> wouldn't mind a beer or two either. <laughs> yeah. So you know, you're gonna you're gonna have that response, but no, it's a. Uh, it's uh yeah you, you, you grow older and hopefully wiser and, and uh, you know, yeah yeah how do you deal with the the hate you mentioned a few kind of oh, hate is the wrong word but the, the you know people talking behind your back and stuff like that because i'm here to learn about that sort of stuff and that's how it really started to happen to us we haven't been going for that long it's, it's, but we've got people kind of already oh, these yeah. guys are this these guys are that it's like, i think i think what? it's it's not it's not yeah i guess it's not just skiing is it if, if you look at 
there could be a company that runs a downhill mountain bike company there could be a, a trading company in London uh, an FX trading company that's better than you know whoever's mm-hmm. doing sometimes quite well uh, whoever's busy if the other company is disgruntled it's you know I guess a life lesson for a lot of people would be rather than putting your energy into putting the other company down put your mm-hmm. energy into trying to just do what the other company does you know yeah, just make your that. own product like, better yeah and I you know I, I guess I've well, I take that as almost as a compliment. So yeah. when people kind of talk about about our ski school, you know, behind our back where you hear rumors, yeah. it's like, well, you we, know, we, clearly we, your own game's not on point. We've had loads. We've had loads of it. I mean, even last, you know, last year or year before last, someone was on a bubble lift coming up from the Sharp telling someone this is another school that specialised in off-piste skiing in Verbier, and they yeah. were telling our client that you know we were this, we were that, and talking quite negatively about us and. You, you, you hear the stories and you hear the stories saying that you know god yeah Warren's not a great skier but I, to be honest with you, I couldn't give two hoots if I, if I got away with being this busy not being a great skier then yeah. you know <laughs> this, this, <laughs> then, then great thumbs yeah. up on that you know the the, the, uh, the the we've had some classics in the past like another ski school like a very popular British school here used meta tagging in uh in their website and I, I didn't even know about this myself it was just someone doing some website work for us just highlighted or selected all of our opening pages of, of of the opening pages of their website and it had Warren Smith Warren Smith Ski Warren Smith Ski Academy Warren Smith Ski Clinics. we're like oh my god oh, you know, wow. and we addressed them on it and just, that just didn't you know nothing yeah but, but you know, do you know the, whole, the, whole, the whole thing about that is the, the bigger picture about all of this interestingly and it's like what you know it's, it's like admiring what you you know watching you 10 years ago coming and do a gap year course now having one of the you know one of the very highly established businesses in Switzerland it's just graft. That's all it is. It's just mm. it's the same old principle as going to graft at a dry ski, going to graft, mm. graft wherever you do. But the beauty about what you do in your school uh, in Champry and what we do our school in Verbier, ultimately, f- pushing all the politics aside and as you say, all the haters, all that sort of stuff. The reality of it is, we get we get to live in the mountains and enjoy this incredible environment. But I think what we all do, also do at the same time is we up the level of, at the general level of ski instruction. So, mm-hmm. so whichever conflict comes out of it whatever you know that that's always going to happen anywhere you go but the great thing about it is like forget about the 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 the, the in-between bits the, the ultimate end goal is that ski instruction and the quality of ski instruction ultimately gets better yeah you know that that's the one thing i can say in verbier is verbier you know god knows how many school I've, I've lost track i think it's about 13 or 50 yeah it's loads it? but the level of all those skiers when I look back 15, 20 years ago here, is so much better. Mm. So so if we're full or busy, as, as you guys are in mm. your resort, and, and can't take a lesson and it gets passed on to another school, thank God that for, for whatever the battles were or whatever the, the heart, you know, all this thing about building and, and being more competitive and the levels going up, gr- the great thing now is that ski instruction in general, especially as, as we're sitting here as British instructors, mm. I think, and looking at where Brits want to take ski instruction from, they're going to definitely get a better lesson from a British speaking instructor no matter what, whether it's yeah. through the IAZ system or the, the British or whatever, or whether it's for a commercial school or whatever. The ski instructors just got better, you know, way, way better. That, that's the, I think in terms of sort of summarising that point, if, if it took that to, to make that be the end goal, then brilliant, everyone wins, you know what I mean? It's yeah, just yeah. simple as that. Cool. All right, well, I'm going to let you go and... Uh do you at pre ski? Yeah, pre ski. Well, I get twelve for that as well. No, no, no. no still got a bit of that in the old, uh, in the old side. In the legs. Well, thank you very much. Mate, it's great to see you. Really, and congratulations brilliant. on what you guys are doing as well. Um, I always give everyone uh, a chance to market themselves and promote themselves. So, where can people find you if they want to get in touch with if you? If people find us, just Google us. I mean, the, the pr- 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 uh, pr- search the people that we, uh, we we try and support. So we. I'm an ambassador for Protect Our Winters UK, okay. so, so that's really important because it's to do with climate change and you know every ski instructor is dealing with that anyway, sure. and every ski instructor in our hope would be passing on to their clients um, uh, the Power Mountain, which is a big thing that came out of the ski show, which is a Protect Our Winters product that that just raises awareness. Um, but if you go onto the uh, Protect Our Winters UK Facebook pages and website, you'll see what the Powell Mountain is and if they can't see it there they should, they can always write in and find out about it but it's a it's a mountain that's been built around um, helping obviously with uh, with environmental issues in, and, and, and obviously in skiing snowboarding and um, it gives a simple very simple green run blue run red run black run mm-hmm. way that a uh, that a, a a person could try to understand how little as in green run or how much black run they could get involved with trying to help 
raise awareness for it and, and obviously we all need to do that otherwise you know it's going to keep on happening the seasons will get shorter everyone will be turning a blind eye at government level like it doesn't exist and the reality of it is it does and the reality of it is we're all having to deal with more avalanches because of huge temperature changes as well so if anyone wants to go and search us hmm. search our partners you know don't worry about us but you know google us but uh, protect our winters and the other one we're very close with obviously is snow camp you know which is trying yeah. to help you know guys that don't really get an opportunity to come and ski get out in the mountains they're, they're the two things we'd like to promote mm. no I've um, good friends with a guy um, in uh, the Port Slake called Joe Beer and he, he talks a lot about snow camp as yeah, well yeah, snow camp, and uh, you've done some cool stuff with them yeah so, yeah uh, we try to we try to right. help out but yeah they're, 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 they're the focus at the moment okay brilliant well thank you for your time awesome mate good to see you yeah, really is. We'll, have to, we'll have to try and come over and we'll come over to yours and have a beer yeah. well no doubt cool thank you